Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, is my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Couldn't be better. Couldn't how be, are you? I couldn't be better either because today we have a special guest with us. Uh, not only did he lead the city in 1982-83 in assists <laughs> at Anderson High School, he then spent 19 years in assistant as an assistant coach at Anderson, seven years as the head coach at Marymount High School, and since uh, 2016, he was named the head coach of the UC Claremont Cougars and now your USCAA National Coach of the Year. Steve Ellis, how are you today? I am doing great. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> you are welcome. Hey, I'll tell you what. I would. There's nobody I would rather play for than a guy that led the league in assists. I don't care about scoring. <laughs> a, a great coach is a guy that led the league in assists. That led the city in assists. If you. Well, I appreciate that. No, I I, I knew who to give the ball to because I wanted to win. There you go. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what. That's my point. Your team knows who to give the ball to because they uh, they finished the year this year as the number three team in the country. Uh, but before we get into that. I wanted to go over a couple things. Uh, you, you've been the head coach at UC Claremont uh, for what going on? For, this is your fourth year, correct? Correct. When you took over this team, from what I understand, they had to uh, not maybe maybe not cancel a season, but but uh, interrupt the season due to ineligible players. It it was really close. They ended the season with five players and. Uh, actually, I think a couple games they played with four players, and um, you know, out of those players, three of them came back um, for my first year. So we basically had to start from scratch. Wow! So, and then that's what's so impressive. So you're four years in, and this year, not only were you did you guys finish the year ranked third, make it to the tournament, but you had three academic All Americans: J.T. Meyer, Alec Kagan, and uh, Jackson Gregory. That I got to tell you, man. That, to me, is one of the most impressive things, uh, most impressive turnarounds to do that and still put a real quality team together. How do you, how do you recruit or, or, or have the open tryouts? I know you do a little bit with that, but how is recruiting for you, and what are you looking for in a player? Well, I appreciate you saying that because that's probably one of the, the, um, the better things that I'm – most things I'm proud of is having those guys that are academic All-Americans – um, when I interviewed for the job and I had to go through uh, three interviews, the common theme was changing the culture. And they wanted to, to bring in, you know, uh, good student athletes and um, players that were going to hang around past the first semester and not flunk out. And, and obviously we wanted to get good athletes and good basketball players as well. And so, We've been trying to juggle that since our first year, and we've been uh, obviously gaining momentum. And, and uh, um, yeah, we felt good going into this year that the players we had coming out of high school and that we had recruited, that they were uh, very good student-athletes. They were um, good guys on and off the floor, and they were uh, good players, and they could shoot. And so it was kind of win-win for me, uh, knowing that I didn't have to worry about um, losing players at the midway point of the season, like some of these uh, small colleges do, yeah. and the fact that that they were uh, good shooters, that we were going to be able to uh, hopefully make some noise, and we did. Good shooters yep. isn't even the word, man. Ninety nine was it ninety nine point <laughs> four points per game. You guys are lighted up from outside. Yeah, well, you know, you got to remember, even at the small college level, a lot, almost every one of my players was not only the best player on their team in high school, but they were, uh, you know, some of them were the best player in the league. They were voted most valuable player in the league. And, um, you know, so they all came in, you know, highly touted, you know, even at a small college level. And, and one of the, the hardest things, you know, for me was to, to make sure that they could check their egos at a door and, and learn how to play together mm-hmm. and that everybody's going to get their time to shine um, you know, as far as shooting goes and scoring goes, and and that's what these guys bought into. Yeah, that's uh, so. Your team led the, led the nation in scoring, like Chris mentioned, first in field goals made per game, second in three pointers made per game, 
uh, second in assists per game. So you guys, like you were talking about, seem like you really move the ball and everybody gets shot, so everybody's going to get opportunities. Is it safe to say you guys play a pretty fast pace most of the time? We, we do. It's not like the, the Loyola Marymount or, or some of those you know, Lakers from the mm-hmm. 80s type of teams. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I think just because we shot such a high percentage, that helped us. But, but uh, you know, we, we love to get out and run. And one of the reasons for that is because uh, we're not, you know, this past year's team was, we weren't very big. And mm-hmm. so we were outside at almost every position. And so we knew that we needed to kind of attack them on both ends of the floor, um, not just the offensive end, but on the defensive end, because we could just sit back and try to guard them because we were outsized and out, you know, muscled, you know, to every position. So we needed to get after it a little bit so that we could uh, get some fast break points and, you know, create some easy um, three pointers for the guys that we brought in. Yeah, and I understand you guys were uh, were first in steals per game too, I believe, in the league. Is that, is that right? That is, and, and the guy that, that basically led the nation in steals is a uh, guy that we brought in from Scott High School across the river, yeah. in Taylor Mill. Um, he came in, he's 6'2", I think, but he played like he was 6'8", uh, super quick, great hands, and he could guard anybody. And he was able to create steals just about every game, and a lot of our momentum went through him, and, uh, and it showed. I'll tell you what. Yeah, uh, being able to pressure. Go ahead, go go ahead Chris. No, go ahead, Alan. <laughs> no, I was going to say being able to pressure the ball is so important when you're uh, when you're a little undersized. And not, so you guys press a lot. We did um, in certain situations. There's some teams that that you know uh, handled our press, so we had to back off. But other teams, we were able to um, take some chances and, and uh, um, create a faster pace than they're, what they were used to. And so they were. It wasn't so much about the steals as it was them uh, taking rush shots or, or uh, ill-advised shots that we were able to rebound and then take off with it. Sure. So you guys you guys uh, obviously had a great year, put up a ton of points. You uh, go into the USCAA uh, tournament. How, how Can you explain to us uh, the difference between that tournament and what we would see uh, in the Division One NCAA tournament? Sure. So our division in the USCAA, upon itself um, and I, I tell people it's it's equivalent to division three for NCAA um, but we're able to play anybody um, and when I say equivalent I mean the talent level is equivalent to division three and maybe some division two schools mm-hmm. um, and you're able to play four years at our school and, and there's 55 teams within our division and they're all over the country not too many teams far out west but they're all over the country, and the uh, top ten teams um, get to make the national tournament. And this year it was up in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, for a chance to win the national championship, and we were fortunate enough to be one of those ten teams. And you got to play uh, Vermont Tech, and this was your first, as a head coach at UC Claremont, this was your first um, uh, invitation to that tournament. It, was it the first? Did I did I hear incorrectly? Is that the first time that UC Claremont has made it to that tournament in general? It's the first time for me, and it's the first time in probably eight or nine, maybe ten years since gotcha. UC Claremont's been there. Um, they actually won it all in two thousand and seven. Oh wow! Nice. Well, there you go. Yeah. So so and and, and if I can say, um, you know, a big difference. Uh, between that that team that won it all versus our team was that that team um, that won it all for Claremont in 2007, all their players were brand new and didn't play the first half of the year because they had had a whole bunch of players flunk out, unfortunately. Really? And so they had brought a whole bunch of new players in at the midway point, and then they rolled the second half of the year and rolled the tournament. Wow, how incre- that is so uh, that's inc- that is a very impressive to, to bring a whole new team in and, and end up rolling through it. That's uh, really impressive. But uh, enough about the old UC Claremont. Let's get into you guys. So you guys make it to the tournament. Yeah. Before the tournament, uh, I understand we got a couple guys that got to play and got to do uh, got to do a little extracurricular activities at the at the uh, at the the, the pre tournament. 
uh, fun games. You got uh, you was it? Uh, let's see if I got this right. Court Justice three point competition. He made yeah. it to the finals, yeah. correct? Yes, it was great. Yes. So Court Justice, um, he is from Vandalia Butler High School up in Dayton, uh-huh. and uh, he actually played at Thomas Moore last year and transferred over to us. And a great kid and an unbelievable shooter, and he was in the top five all all year in three pointers and. Uh, uh, he represented us in the three-point shooting contest, and he made it to the finals. And he actually made more shots than the guy he was competing against in the finals. But the difference was that the guy in the finals he was playing against made more money balls. Oh, you know, the, the last ball on the rack. Yes. <laughs> and so you get more points for that ball. And so that's the only reason why he lost in the finals, which it was a very cool thing. It was fun to watch and. uh I was happy he was able to do it. I'm sure the team had a blast at at, at that. That had to be so much fun. It was a lot of fun. We were all right there, and when we made it to the finals, the team was all on the floor cheering them on, and that's what it was all about. I mean, it was so much fun just to experience that. You know, those guys are going to take so much away from that, you know, not just for now but for a lifetime that they're going to remember all this stuff. Yeah. How'd John Eichel do in the dunk competition? So John Eichold, he, he did well. He, he didn't get out of the first round, so he was paired up against somebody else, and then they just kind of rate their scores, uh, you know, like they do every dunk contest. Sure. And he had a nice dunk, but he did not have um, a higher score than the guy that, that he was up against. But uh, that was okay. He had some some monster dunks for us when it counted in the games this year. Nice. Hey, real quick, uh, I like to do this every once in a while. I like to, to ask some random questions whenever we get somebody on here. So sure. what what is Steve Ellis's uh, what is Steve Ellis's go to tie during a game? <laughs> go to tie? Yeah, you wear a suit tie. What do you wear for in the, at in the in game situations? You know, it's funny you ask that because um, I'm I'm not so much of a coat and tie type of coach. Nice. Um, I do it I do it for certain games. Uh, this year, uh, we were fortunate enough that we got to play. Uh, NKU, which is Division One, uh-huh. and so we're on the big stage, um, and we got to go down there, and I wore a shirt and tie for that. Um, when I was coaching in high school, I would wear it on senior nights in honor of our seniors to show them some respect. But but as far as the the, the rest of the games, it was it's more of a uh, uh, comfortable coach's shirt or or a pullover. Gotcha. So you're more on the uh, Bob Huggins side of the world than you are. Uh, a Mick Cronin side. Yes. Right? Yeah, a little more comfortable. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel like nice. you hardly ever see the coat and tie anymore anywhere, though, you know? I, I don't know that. that, that, that it's, keep it it's funny you say that because I'm looking around, and I know I'm, yes, I'm just getting old, is that coaches now are starting to wear gym shoes more now. I see yeah. a ton of that. Yeah, it's not just during the coaches, uh, coaches versus cancer versus league. Cancer. Yeah, it's yeah. not that anymore. It's all and the time. I was – yeah, in the years that we've done the coaches versus cancer, I was even kind of uncomfortable wearing gym suits. I kind of felt odd, and yeah. now it's kind of becoming the norm. Yeah. So there you go, man. Um, that's that's a lot of fun. So uh, also too before <laughs> before Bra- uh, before Adam gets to get another question into you because I'm gonna this is really different for us because we're practicing social distancing. So Adam's not in. Uh, the rum dumb studios down in my basement where we can you know make <laughs> eye contact and know who's asking the next question. That's so okay. We might stumble a little good. bit. Uh, so anyway, uh, I would just like to know what it was like, what it's like, what it was like growing up with Ben Jarvis, Ben Ellis, that everybody gets to hear uh, right. at, at, during every Bengals during every Bengals game. Who gets to be the spotter for uh, for uh, Dan Hoard and and and, and Lap? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it, that's kind of his, his dream job, and I think he's going to make it come true here soon when he retires from education that he'll be able to do that full-time because he, he's only able to do that, um, the spotting for Dan Hort for the home games for UC and for the Bengals. Right. And he absolutely loves it. And, you know, obviously, you know, he comes home, you know, with multiple stories and who right. he's rubbed elbows with. And, <laughs> you know, it, he doesn't ask for any autographs, which, you know, kind of ticks me off because I'd love to see <laughs> pictures or what have you. But but he, he loves it. And um, anytime that he can brag about his family, he always uh, asks Dan to, 
to say something on the air, and Dan is such a great guy. He he doesn't even hesitate. He'll always mention something, whether it's the birth of my daughter or the birth of Brad's grandson, whatever it may be, he'll do it. Brad is uh, Brad is uncle to us by uh, Brad is uncle to us by marriage, and we love him. He's he's always got a story. That's exactly correct. He always has a story. That's right. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, do you have any good? Uh, Brad Ellis stories, maybe from when you guys were younger, when you guys were kids, or in high school, or that you can uh, that you can share and maybe embarrass him a little bit. Maybe embarrass him. <laughs> I, I got plenty that that I don't think is. Uh, you don't have to embarrass him. I'm kidding. But <laughs> what, what's the, what's the rating on this? Is this DG or is this? It's whatever you want it to be, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> no, I, I, I we had a um, that uh, I always looked up to, to Brad, and it's my my oldest brother Greg and my sister Vicky and everything that they did and um you know, Brad and I would always uh wrestle all the time and he would always pin me down trying to get me to say uncle and I never would and <laughs> and uh you know then we would always play basketball on the driveway all the time and, and I, I think, you know, both my brothers had a big part in me being successful in high school and playing basketball and going into college myself that because I always had to play them on the driveway and they were always the older kids and so that helped me a lot but yeah we had a lot of fun and, and uh it's, it seems like yesterday but it's many many months ago i hear you there man. So how old were you how old were you when you first beat brad in basketball in the backyard that's a great question i'm gonna say um my early teens so i'm, okay. I'm gonna say i was like 13 or 14, so that makes Brad like like 18 or 19. And, oh, that's and, impressive. And he would have been, he would have been going that family for sure. Yeah. He would have been going to UC, getting ready to go to UC for baseball at that point in time, wouldn't he? That's correct. And so that's his excuse for not being good at baseball. <laughs> 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 he could out hit you, but you could uh, you could outscore him better. I could score him. I could go by him. That's there right. Go, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But, uh, but I will tell you that, that – if you, if you want to embarrass him, it was when, you know, he, you know, like a lot of people, and no difference in my family, that he he's not really a good loser. When it comes to <laughs> anything. And, and whenever, whenever I would beat him on the driveway, uh, he probably could have tried out for the Bengals because he would punt the basketball and it would go down the road <laughs> about 100 yards. I love it. <laughs> So great. That is a real competitive spirit, right there. That's it. right. You got right. You got to have it to be to be the best. You got You got a real bi- a really good uh, uh, family background. Uh, good athletics in the family. Uh, how about your family, man? What What do you guys? Uh, what What How's What is you? What do we get with uh, from our UC Claremont coach? You got You got kids coming to the games all the time. What do you got going on? We We do. I, I got a, a stepson who's. Uh, um, 23, and he actually, uh, it's a whole family affair if you come to our games because uh, he does the shot clock for our games. Yeah. Um, and my oldest brother, Greg, does the announcing. He's the PA announcer. Oh, nice. Lucky yeah, dog. Yeah, and, and then my two daughters, uh, Abby, who's 17, and uh, Samantha, who's 15. Um, you know, they, they just love coming to the games. They came up to... Uh, to Pennsylvania for the national tournament with my wife Donna, and uh, they're huge, huge uh, supporters, and, and um, obviously equally, if not more, supporter of them. Abby uh, plays soccer for Anderson High School, and uh, she scored a she scored a goal in the district final oh. with 12 seconds to go to tie it. Oh my oh, gosh, my. that gives me oh. goosebumps. I got cold chills right now. That's oh, that's incredible. That is the, awesome. If you can see the video, it was it's unbelievable. I watch it about once a week still. I, and, and that was <laughs> back in October. Oh my gosh. Like serious that's cold chills, awesome. man. That is the those are the kind of plays like ne- me, neither me or Adam were soccer guys, but uh, no matter what sport you play, even if you've never played that sport, those last second uh, uh, goals in finals games. There's just something special about stuff like that. Oh, it, it's yeah. You take that with you forever. There's no yeah. It's, it's something else. And and Sammy, my youngest, uh, she's a uh, dancer and a cheerleader. She, she's on the dance team at Anderson and, and on the cheerleading squad. And, and uh, just love supporting them. And it's funny. I got the 
I got the the girly girl and the and the, the athlete, and I love both of them. It's fun to watch. <laughs> there you go. That's so cool. Hey, speaking of family, I mean, you know, basketball teams, especially at that level, um, it's a family atmosphere, right? That's what you try to try to promote. Um, so you, we kind of talked to you before we actually started started rolling uh, about what you got going on, how you're dealing with the uh, coronavirus stuff, staying at home and all that. But my question is, how are you staying connected to the team, or how how are you keeping them connected? Are you guys doing uh, are you guys doing like uh, Zoom together, or uh, are you are you just kind of trusting that they're they're doing individual workouts? Or are you getting on them about that kind of stuff? What's going on with that? I, I am. I am connected with them. Um, I'm staying in touch with them as much as I can. Uh, we don't do any FaceTiming or anything like that. But but uh, I have done the, the actual phone calls. But a lot of group texts and a lot of individual texts. Just making sure that they're staying on top of their classes, even though they're not in school. They still gotta follow up on stuff, um, you know, because quite frankly, this semester now will dictate if they're eligible for, you know, the start of the season next year. Right. So, so they got to stay on top of that. And, um, you know, so I'm you know, trying to stay up with them and, and making sure they're able to do some workouts and, you know, basketball-wise, work on the fundamentals they can work on individually at home, you know, go from there. But, you know, the other thing is, is trying to uh, stay connected in, in, with recruits that we're trying to bring in because uh, usually this time of year we, we try to bring in guys to work out and, and to see if they would be a good fit for us and to fit into our culture, um, you know, and, and, you know, just to make us better and, and be a good situation for them as well. And, and it's been hard because we can't see them face-to-face. And so, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them by phone and, and by text, and, and you know, we're still trying to, figure out how all this, you know, like everybody else trying to figure out how to navigate through this whole virus thing and, and the downtime. And we're just hoping that we can get back in the gym, you know, sometime in May, hopefully cross your fingers mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and try to try to you know, get all this stuff behind us. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's important stuff. I mean, that's that's good to know too that they have to finish up their schoolwork. I, I can't imagine being in school right now and be. not having to actually go in, but still having to get on and and finish up your work. Yeah, uh, and, well, I mean, that's, that's yeah. yeah, it is tough, and it's you got to have discipline. And, and as I tell my guys all the time, if if you need any motivation, you know, if you love playing basketball enough, that's enough motivation right there that you know if you want to. You want to play, you got to go to class. You got to remember why you're there. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, we had, you know, we had seven, seven or eight guys, you know, that got over 3.0, and we had three guys that made academic All-Americans. So I'm not too worried about them, but at the same time, I got to stay on them. Got to stay on them. That's Absolutely. exactly right. Yeah. Being being part of UC, being at UC Claremont, that's part of the UC um, uh, uh, University of Cincinnati sub sub school i guess me and adam both went to raymond walters which is kind of the equivalent i would say maybe sure. to, to a claremont yep. um so that being said how close how closely are you tied in to the coaching staff the uh, of you of of the university of cincinnati uh whether it be brandon or uh or or mick back in uh before that well i i've actually um i've gotten to, to meet coach brandon but I haven't had it with them. We we are fortunate enough that that we get to actually practice down there um, a couple times a year, nice, and which is a cool experience. And um, you know, we get to practice on the main floor, and we get to practice in their practice gym. Um, so that's a cool thing. But um, I, I had a, a a much better relationship um, going back to my coaching high school days with Nick Cronin. Um, he was coaching high school the same time I started out coaching high school. We got to know each other. Um, you know, um, you know I, I knew him a lot better, and I was able to run some things off of him. But, but you know, that's kind of where it ends. There's no you know, real connection as far as, you know, sharing players or any type of knowledge, you know, when it goes from that point. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool for the players, for us to be a part of that and, and since we are connected to UC, that's one of the recruiting things that I talk about is that, you know, hey, you know, we get to play in a Division One game. You get to, you know, say, yeah. you know, and, and you get to go play practice down at UC and, you know, who knows how that, all that comes out. And, you know, so it's a cool feature that I like to, 
to talk about all the time when I'm talking to recruits. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you this, man. Listen, I uh, it's it's hard for me to say uh, anything good about any UC coach because I'm a huge <laughs> Xavier fan. I'll be completely honest okay. with you. But at the same time, at the same time, well, I am no, also no. a huge. No, I'm a huge. Now I'm a huge UC Claremont Cougars fan. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And um, you know, I've I've respected uh, Xavier and what they've done. I really liked. Uh, Chris Mack. I mean, mm-hmm. I still like Chris Mack, but I, I really like what Chris Mack did. I know I love what he's doing down there in Louisville. But, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a UC fan through and through, not just because I'm a coach there, but, uh, but I've always been sure. it's in your uh, a UC fan. Are you, where did you play? Uh, did you play in college? I did. I played two years up in Dayton at Sinclair um, College. Oh, okay, a, yeah. It's a two-year JUCO college. I played up there, and the fun fact, uh, I played on a really, really good team. And, you know, you're talking about how I you know, like to get assists. There was one game that I think I had like 14 assists in a game because we scored 142 points. Holy oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> nice. You, your teammates was, love I mean, you. Oh, it, it was a dream for me. I mean, because I just had to. You know, pass the ball and they scored. They scored again. Find the open man. And that was your inspiration to uh, coaching that type of team. Now, right? You guys, yeah, I think you guys hit the hundred mark or went over seven or eight times this year, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, the, 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 when we were close to breaking the record at Claremont, which was I think one sixteen, I think we hit one fifteen one time. But uh, oh, but yeah, it's 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 fun. <laughs> that's our, our games are fun. That's that's. I mean, you know, I'm not just. Saying, I mean, anybody that comes out to watch us, so, they're you know they play super hard. They're they're fun to watch. They they uh, they can score and and uh, you know they're not afraid to, to dive on the floor. You know, so all those qualities is what I love to coach, and that's what made it that's what made it so fun this year. And you're right off of that's right off 32, right? Uh, if you take 32 out uh, out east of Cincinnati. Correct. Yep. Right off of 32. There's a. Uh, campus out there, and um, you know we have some players that actually live um, on main campus and come out um, to to uh, play because we don't have any dorms. Sure. And so you know if you're from out of town that you know we're talking to, um, you know you either got to get an apartment or go downtown to the main campus and and get in the dorms down there. Um, you know, so that kind of makes it tough for recruiting. That you know I got to kind of recruit players that are able to. Either you know drive from home, you know whether yeah. it be a short distance or or whatever it may be, or get an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I did see in your see in your roster. You guys have a have a lot of guys in the area and some guys from Kentucky. And I did see one guy from the West Side, where where we are over here. Uh, yeah, the West High, right? Is it Greg Marsh? Maybe? Greg Marsh. Yeah, he he actually um, was in the top two or three in the country in assists. So. So you know I love him. Yeah, he, yeah, that's guy. That's, that's a guy right after your own heart, right there. Yeah, from uh, from, from West High, right down the street from, from West High. High. Yep, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, we, and that's what we're trying to do, Adam. Is we're we're trying to to you know get get the word out more about Claremont and, and you know what the great experience it could be for continuing playing basketball after high school, and you don't have to you know go up in the middle to a you know, Division three school, you can stay right here and, and you know, have the luxury of, you know, practicing down at UC or going to play in a Division one game or and have a chance to play for a national championship. So, you know, we've been promoting that and, and not, you know, just being on, you know, podcasts with you guys, you know, can only help us, and I appreciate it because it helps us, you know, just trying to get the word out even more. Without a doubt, man. Let's Absolutely. get some people out to UC Claremont. Uh, what, what's your What's your Twitter? How can people follow you? How can people get more information about about UC Claremont Cougars? Um, how can they get more information? They can contact me, which I'm a you know you can call my cell phone or or you can email me. My email is pretty simple. It's steve.ellis at uc.edu. Or you can call my cell, which is 513-607-3595. Wow, this is a man of the people here. Man of the people. He's the he's the <laughs> national coach of the year 
in collegiate basketball. <laughs> he's, just, he's just out here gonna just he'll take your he'll take your phone call. Just just hit him up. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm not afraid. There you go, man. That's that is, awesome. That is awesome. I, we're gonna Chris and I. Chris, you and I need to get to a game next year. Without a doubt, I uh, my my no son excuses. is getting more and more into. He's he's six. He's getting more and more into basketball. Uh, we play 2K all the time. It's all he ever wants to do. He just wants to be LeBron, which it bums me out because I never get to be LeBron when I play him, and that's my favorite guy. So, uh, so uh, yeah, definitely, man. I'd love to get him, and uh, we can we can get some people up there for sure. If this can you do anything to help you guys get some fans up there, I hope it does. I certainly appreciate it. Anytime you want to come out, you text me or call me. I'll put you on the path. Because we were we were fortunate enough this past year that. Um, that uh, Lance McAllister from WLW came out to a game. Nice. And That's awesome, man. Yeah, he, he had been, you know, hearing about how well we were doing, and he had mentioned us on, on his show a couple times, and then uh, I got an email and asked if I would be on his show, and, and next thing you know, I'm talking to him, and then the next thing you know, he comes out to a game, and I was just thrilled to death, you know, for, you know, to get him to come out and to recognize us. I can... I mean, it's an honor, but, you know, that can only help with us, you know, getting the word out even more. Yeah, the 10,000 10, watts or 7,000 watts over yeah. to 700 WLW, no, man, that's, that's right. big time. <laughs> yeah, across the country. Yep. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, well I, Steve, keep up the great work, man. Uh, keep those guys uh, doing great academically first and then uh, basketball-wise. Keep it, keep it rolling there like you've been doing, and uh, and we'll we'll try to get some people out there, and we'll get out there next season. Uh, we'd we'd love we to have you back on again too, maybe before the season starts. Yeah, I would be happy to do that, and I I really can't thank you guys enough. I appreciate you having me on. It's it's an honor, and and any time to talk basketball, I'm willing to do that. But but just to give it an opportunity to to thank you guys and and to to talk about it I, I certainly appreciate it man are you kidding we 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 should be thanking you as the national coach of the year that is that's a that is so huge i can't even tell you how awesome that is to have the national coach of the year on the podcast with us so thank you okay thank you very much all right steve have a great one and we will uh can't wait to talk to you next time all right thank you guys have a good one hey, steve. See ya. all right take care bye-bye bye-bye Steve Ellis, everybody, the USCAA National College Coach, sorry, National Coach of the Year for the UC Claremont Cougars. Um, man, that was big time. Oh, I feel like I might have lost Adam. That's all right. We may have lost Adam. We can bring him back. That that was uh that was a that was a big time interview, and uh, I can't wait to get him back on with us before the season starts. Hopefully, if you're listening to this. You can, uh, you will be able to uh, catch a game next year. Uh, I mean, the guy gave out his cell phone number for goodness' sake. So, how incredible is that? Hey, we got Adam back. He is back and on the line. Uh, good to have you back, Adam. I should have known I was going to do that. I just hung up like I would, like I've done. Like if you were sitting right here in the studio, I've ever right? made in my life. And if you're sitting in the studio, our phone call, whenever we call somebody in the studio, it's done through Adam's phone is the one that's hooked up to the, uh, to the main board. So he hangs up the phone when somebody calls and he hung up and it was a three way call between all three of us. So that's okay. We're good. We're set up differently this week, but yeah. So I, I apologize for that. Thank you for carrying us and, uh, getting me back. Yeah, of course, no problem. I, I gotta say, uh, I'm so happy that we made it through that. We made it through that entire interview without the power going out. Uh, we yeah. Had, let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Is your is your whole family in the basement with you now? I uh, no. I my wife came down and gave me a little uh, twirly bird oh. finger, uh, and I didn't know what it meant, and I just got an alert saying that that there was a tornado watch. No, there's a tornado warning. Oh, like it's the a sirens for the warning are going off. Holy. You're supposed to be in your basement. Well, they might be and down here. They might be down here. I mean, to be completely honest, I have no idea because I can't see out my the the window. So, I but I'm okay. looking at the radar on my phone. It looks like the worst is past us. Yeah, that's I I'm wondering if uh when we play this back tomorrow when people are listening if they can hear any of the thunder or the 
the the hail I think that was on my window during during that interview. I heard that there was going to be apple sized hail, possibly apple sized hail from this storm. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's the biggest hail balls I've ever seen. Why would they say an apple? An apple is basically the size of a baseball. Why wouldn't they say baseball size hail? <laughs> Why yeah, I don't apple? know that I've ever heard of apple. <laughs> Why apple? I don't understand. I've heard that baseball. At all. I've heard softball size hail. Sure, golf yeah. Ball. yeah. <laughs> let's let's keep it sports related, can we? When we talk about uh, hail size, yeah. If we're gonna, listen, people. we don't have sports right now. So if you're gonna all of a sudden be dropping fruit metaphors on me, when for my whole life <laughs> it's been it's been sports metaphors for the size of hail. Don't do this to me now. I need every little sporting thing I can get with this COVID-19 coronavirus deal happening. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, so we're in the middle of a storm, and uh, it's just that's going to be that's going to be another uh, great story for uh, anytime we anytime anybody listens back to this one and listens to uh, the Steve Ellis interview, they can know that. During that interview, the entire interview, we had a big storm with a tornado warning, the sirens going off and everything. And he's not uh, far from us, so he's probably getting no, yeah. the sirens right now. I wait to get off the phone with us so he can get his kids and everybody <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, man. Impressive. Well, that was, uh, that was really an honor, like you said, having Steve Ellis uh, on with us. Uh. <clears throat> We gotta, we gotta uh, move into the next thing here. Yeah, we do. Which, which this podcast, we only had two things uh, set up and scheduled to go for this podcast, and it was uh, uh, USCAA National Coach of the Year for the UC Claremont Cougars, Steve Ellis, and then uh, you know our comedy segment. So, on that note, Where? let's jump into it, dude. Uh, what do you, what, what did you, what did you, fat ballerina? Yeah, David A. Arnold was a comedian. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with this guy before this. I don't. I don't think you were. Were you? Have you seen him before? No, I, I hadn't. Um, it was surprisingly because the, he he was good. I feel like I should have seen this guy, and apparently he's been doing it forever. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I tell you. I, so I, I was. I really liked it. To yeah. answer your question, I and, really, really did. I thought he was funny. Yeah, he was really funny. He, he, everything he he did the comic, the 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 typical comic thing. He brought jokes back. He was very structured, but at the same time, you know, all over the stage, uh, he he could he could get a story out without stammering all over himself. He did it a phenomenal. He did a great job. I didn't crack up like ball out laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did have my daughter sleeping on me while I was watching it, so I'm, that might be part of the reason I did. But, yeah, but just the, press it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I got to tell you, man, I'm with you. I thought it was really funny. One of my favorite parts was when he said, when when the little girl's knee goes out, and I got to act like I didn't see her just pull a wooden, just pull a wooden raw, uh, sorry, pull a cinder block out of a out of the wall or something like that. Oh my gosh, I was. I, I, that one, that one, I had to really hold back because, dude, that is so true. My sister used to do the dance, right? She never did the ballerina stuff, but she did the dance. And she's seven years younger than me, so it was god awful for an 11, 12 year old to have to go to this five, six year old's dance <laughs> recitals. And every time there's that one girl, and listen, I listen, I do not like calling any little kids fat or anything. Sometimes they just got a little baby weight on them still. But you can always tell, like, man, somebody made that little girl do this. She didn't want to do this. I can look in her <laughs> eyes and say, that little girl did not want to do that. <laughs> yeah, he had. It was a story about his friend asking him to go to his daughter's to his friend's daughter's recital, right. which is even worse because it's bad enough if you got to go to your own kids, but if you got to <laughs> go to somebody else's kids' dance recital, yes. ballerina yes. Uh, recital or whatever. Oh my ballet, I should say. Um, man, that's gotta be, <laughs> I can't imagine. Although I would, I will tell you if your, if your kids did that and you asked me to go, I would go. Oh, I know you would. That's what? why I would never what? do I, But I would never do that to someone. Ne- I know you would. Never. And I love you for that. I would <laughs> never in my life. People do it to us. I will tell you right now. People do it to me and my wife. They invite us to things to come watch their kids do stuff that to be frank, I don't care to go do. 
but we go. I promise. I'm making a promise right now. I would never do that to you, Adam. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I mean, I am probably gonna. As Parker keeps uh, playing uh, baseball and, and playing sports and stuff like that, and when the girls get old enough to start doing that stuff too, I might I might come out voluntarily. That's I might that's, do that, dude. I'm I'll, totally good with that. If you want to say, "Hey, what time does Parker play?" I'm more than happy to let you know. I will definitely tell you. You come, you come. You don't, you don't. No skin off my back. I never had family come to any of my sporting events. Or maybe I shouldn't say never. I shouldn't say never. Uh, but they were like my mom didn't like give the schedule to my grandma. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we give our we give Parker's schedule to my to both grandmas and sometimes I feel like they feel like they have to be there. That's not the case. You do not have to come to any of my kids' stuff. It is okay if you don't. Trust me. I'm telling everybody out there on the airways right now. If you're related to me, Totally good if you don't go. Grandparents live for that stuff, but yeah, if you're if you're just asking friends and stuff, like, hey, you want to go? Especially if they don't have kids that age. Yeah. Like if it, it's it's different too. I feel like if you if they have kids their age and they play the games or something like that, that's different too. I think and maybe they're more bringing their kid to come watch your kid. Right. Yeah. That that is totally different. But like, you don't have kids. You're not married. I'm not asking you to come to a six year old baseball game. <laughs> would be tormenting hell for you. <laughs> you know what? And that's why I would go. Because I know that you wouldn't ask me to and make me feel like I have to say yes. Because you know I would feel like I had to say 100%. yes. 100%. If you ask Adam to do anything, he feels like he has to be there. <laughs> and sometimes I will really say yes and be like, yeah, I'll do that. That's, that's cool. Sure. And sometimes I will say yes and in my head be like, man, I really don't feel like doing that. This is one of the podcasts where you're going to go back and listen to it, and you're going to go, oh, man, I hope so-and-so doesn't hear this. I have to make sure that I <laughs> yeah. say this correctly. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. You <laughs> all sure. know I'll who you are. You all know who you are. The people that have asked me to come to <laughs> regular little tiny kid weird things, you all know who you are. I love you. <laughs> I, I will definitely go if you, if you, you know, if you want me to be there. But I would never do that to you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got sidetracked. So that is that is one of the premises of uh, a joke that Dave Donald was talking what we about. Were talking about the the namesake of his uh, special Fat Ballerina. Um, but anyway, that was that was a funny uh, a funny part of the of his uh, of his set. And I liked you know he started out talking about. Uh, how kind of lazy he is and how he doesn't have anything to do all day. Like comedians work for a couple hours a night, you know, and it's yeah. usually pretty late at night. Oh, he said, <laughs> I don't have anything else to do. So he's talking about how he's, you know, he gets the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to the door. He's like, he's like, hey, come on in. Come on in. Sit down. I love <laughs> to argue with you for inside. a little bit. <laughs> right. Because he wants to argue with her <laughs> because he doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> and then he says the next day he sees her run past the house trying to avoid him. <laughs> and then the supervisor comes with the keys on his belt. The supervisor didn't even know they had a supervisor. The supervisor comes, tells him to stop <laughs> stop interrogating the 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 volunteers. <laughs> so great. That is so good. It was funny. He he sorry, go ahead. No, I I, I was it. No, he okay. So then he uh, he spends most of like the second part of his uh, set talking about his family. He has two daughters and his wife uh, that he's been with for a long time, and um, he he did a, he you know talked a lot. But he has two teenagers, I think they are. Yeah. And uh, so you know that's always going to make for a lot of uh, a lot of funny stories. Uh, you you'll find that out, I'm sure, in uh, uh, in a few years. Not looking forward to it, but I gotta say that was one thing that I really liked about this guy was yeah. was bringing in. I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's because you know that's what the age I'm at. I've got kids now, married, and to hear some of people tell jokes about their everyday life, and it's the exact yeah. same as what I go through every single day. I mean, my girls are not as old as his, but they are just as sassy and crazy. Four year old little kids. Uh, I don't know. He says, I don't know what happens to a little girl at 13. You put them to bed, put them to bed when they're 12 and they wake up and they're 13 and all of a sudden they're, they're, they're a whole different person. But that, an attitude, that, that, yeah. yeah, that happens. That happens at the age of four. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> 
Oh man, yeah. Okay, so David Arnold, he was funny. I'm 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 on board with him now. Whenever I see him, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be paying attention because um, I really liked him. Uh, the, the the hard part is rating this compared to because you know I got to overthink it compared to everybody else that I've seen. Um, so <clears throat> I don't know. Do you uh, do you have a number in mind that you would that you would give mm-hmm. this thing? I tell you what, I'm going to go with uh, three point eight. Ooh, okay, that's a pretty good score. Yeah, yeah, it was good, man. You know, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not very. I don't like. That's what I gave Eddie Murphy's Delirious. I'm going back looking right now. Yeah, Uh, right. But yeah, was he as good as uh, Dion Cole? No. Uh, Was he as good as Mike Birbiglia? I don't know. Maybe I should have gave him a four, four and a half for Ronnie Chang. Man, I gave some high numbers, don't I? I give some big numbers out. You're not as you're not as generous as I am. Uh, no, I am. I think I am a tough grader. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with a three and a half. That, a 3. That's 5. good for you. That's really good. Yeah, I, I he, he was good, man. He was good, and I think you know it's funny is I'd be he might be uh, one of Kevin Hart's friends. He Maybe was, not a guy the, you see all the time. With in the him. very beginning, it said definitely somebody. Yeah, that kept, I think he that was on the producers. Kev, yeah, been in Kevin Hart's corner, if you will. Yeah, um, and he's uh, he well, he's a little bit older than Kevin Hart, I think. But they, you know, they may have done, they may have crossed paths a lot coming yeah, up, right? Uh, exactly. As they were yeah, in doing it when they were younger. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there you go, David A. Arnold, Fat Ballerina. I definitely recommend it. Sounds like you recommended. One hundred percent. Better grade than me, yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't watched that and you're looking for something, everybody's watching the heck out of Netflix right now. So uh, uh, if you're looking for stuff to, to watch, if you're running out of stuff, if you've already watched all that seven episodes of Tiger King and you're like, what's <laughs> next? I gotta I gotta you know get back into reality here. Uh, give this a shot. Yeah, definitely. I'm totally down for that. And uh, let's figure out what the last one is because I just in my basement heard the loudest thunder in my life. So I feel like I need to get up and find out what's going on upstairs. Uh, so let's <laughs> okay. figure out what we're uh, what we're going to watch uh, next week. I got you. Uh, all right. Neil Brennan, three might. Oh, that's from 2017. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you got? It was somebody new that I know I saw uh, maybe last night. Uh, shoot, I should have prepared for this better. Um here we go. I'm on it right Somebody, now. I can't. I, I, it's weird because it always pops up as the first thing on my on my to do. Uh, you know, is is comedy is comedians, and and now I'm just getting this coffee and cream, which yeah. is not what I'm into. So I'll uh, tell you something. Yeah, something while we're looking through this is I saw a pre. You know how you you finish a show and there they start like previewing another show. Yeah. On Netflix, so I saw what looks like might be one of the worst-looking shows based on the previews the that I've ever show? seen. Yes. I knew you were going to say it. I'm totally <laughs> watching that. And it, I'm telling you right now, just terrible. watching the preview, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Last Man Standing with uh, Tim Allen, but I'm pretty sure this is the exact same set. Like the living oh, room, really? the kitchen when they're outside, like everything that every – area of that house and that stuff that it's exactly the same as last man standing i'm 90 percent sure it's the same thing ah that's crazy um i'll tell you what uh there's one that we i think we talked about possibly doing okay um it's from it's from Actually, from 2019, I think it was late in 2019, so it's not super old, I don't think. No, those are good. Um, I'm still good with those. We missed a lot of those because so many came yeah. out at the same time. Right. So Jeff Garland. Yes. You, you know Jeff Garland. Yes, 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 yes. Called Our Man in Chicago, Our Man in Chicago. Yeah, I like uh, it. That was one I thought about watching a few times, and uh, I, I – just kept skipping over it, like you said, and, and I don't know. I feel like that could be a good one. I think that's the one we do, man. I think we do Jeff Garland. This guy is one of my uh, – uh, he's on a really good show that I love to watch, um, which is uh, – pardon. I always want to say pardon the interruption. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I just found out. I have nothing to do all day, uh, and I just found out 
that there's a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm that's out right now? That's that's going? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I, I got to catch up. I think there's been like five or six episodes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't watch it as it's going on. I started I watched like the first two or three seasons uh, a while ago, and then I kind of stopped. Um, but I want to get back on because I forget what it maybe three, season three or four. I stopped before he came on, but JB Smooth is on the is on the show as a yeah, regular. Yes, he's and he's I my love that guy. Dude's awesome. Super super funny on yes. that show. So um, I, I want to start. I want to go back and start watching that show again. But yeah, Jeff Garland is is one of the main guys on that. He's uh, he plays Larry David's uh, uh, what his manager, I guess. Yep, he's his manager, um, agent, or whatever. So let's do it, yeah, man. So Jeff Garland. Let's do it. I like All it. Right. I totally like it. Our man in Chicago. All right. So on that note, man, we kept this thing under an hour. Congratulations. That is a record. Uh, and to everybody out there, check out Steve Ellis. It's Steve Ellis UCC. Or I'm sorry, at Steve Ellis UCC. Um, uh, before I say that, I better make sure. At Steve Ellis UCC. Yes, that's his Twitter. Check him out. Uh, he gave out his phone number and his email. So I guess if you want to know anything about the UC Claremont Cougars, man, get a hold of him that way too. But we will Shoot definitely be at a game next year. And before the season yeah. starts next year, uh, if we ever have a, any kind of sporting season again in the history of our lives, uh, we, will, <laughs> we will have him on again. I'd love to get him on before the season starts to kind of get a rundown about his team and what he's looking forward to. Yeah. Yep, we're going to have him on again. That sounds good, man. All right, so uh, for everybody else, Adam, how can we hit you up on the tweet box? I'm at Adam Schmidt 44 And I'm at, and you are. at Sick With It, uh, although during during quarantine I've done basically no tweeting at all. Uh, I get on like once every four days, like a few things, retweet some stuff, and then get out. <laughs> all get right, I'm going to start out. sending you some good stuff. Send it to me, man. I'm gonna start bothering you all day long with good tweets. I'm totally so, in. So I, can, so I can I can coax you back into the Twitter world. Get me back into it. I'm down. I'm totally down. <laughs> right on. All right. So for everybody else, uh, this week uh, and all weeks, please get on to SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, Google. There's it's on every platform that you could possibly listen to a podcast. Check it out. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Man, if you want, we really appreciate uh, really appreciate everything. Absolutely. All right, man. And, and uh, as always, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>